if you build enough touch points with your customer, like let's say I'm here on the podcast with you, Anatoly, somebody will see me. Like there will be like your audience will see me. Like this is a touch point like that I have with them. Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. Hello, bad people. Welcome to our show. Hello, guys. Welcome. Today we are going to discuss more about AI and how you can use AI in your content marketing. It's hard to ignore this topic. Impossible tomorrow, but that was simple before. And today, almost all content creators use AI. I speak with ChatGPT more often than with my wife. So I love this tool. I, I love it. I can't live without this tool. And it's important to use this tool smart because it's not like golden button to click to get everything what you need to have. It's more about using in the right way. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Tom Winter. How are you? Hi, thanks a lot, Antali, for the invite. I'm really pumped here to, to talk to you. I hope that your wife is not jealous about ChatGPT and like she actually is willing to share you with ChatGPT. So <laughs> I think she has like, I, I hope that she has nothing against it. Uh, yeah, like it's not, I've heard from your podcast. It's not the first time that you're speaking about uh, AI and definitely from what I heard, like you're using AI heavily. So it's great to talk to you about it. Uh, like. I might like on my my side, I also try to use AI as much as possible in a little bit different way than most of people probably uh, because of the tool that I'm creating, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Awesome, awesome, love it, love it, great. And um, I think before launching ChatGPT, I had a few episodes about AI, just a few episodes, but when this tool appeal in our world, uh, Almost all episodes uh, are connected with AI uh, because uh, professionals use this tool. Um, it's, I think it's uh, popular in marketing, uh, in content creation. But according to some data, uh, 75% of specialists still ignore this tool. For example, I spoke with my two brothers. Uh, they work in accounting. They don't use ChatGPT <laughs> and don't use AI at all. So I think uh, uh, they will, because if you ignore this tool today, this tool will ignore you tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, Tom, I want to ask my first question about your methods of using ChatGPT. Just let us know how you use AI today. <laughs> So basically from what I see, like ChatGPT is a little bit, it's not a search engine. Like this is basic thing that everybody has to understand. Like it's not a search engine. It's a large language model that learns on uh, the data that we provide. Like, so it's quite similar from what I see. It's very similar to how humans uh, like work. Like it's very similar in a way that as an example, like if I would ask you about things that you've learned in your primary school, like if I would ask you about all the dates from history, all the math equations and so on, you probably don't know all of this because you forgot. But what you've learned in your primary school is how to make conclusions, drive conclusions from the things that you already learned. Like so you can go to Google and check like the history dates, 
you can check the equations and so on and resolve the problems. And large language model is quite similar. It was trained on big amounts of data, let's say like uh, for the sake of this uh, episode, like the whole internet. But it doesn't mean that it has all this data inside, but it's making conclusions and driving conclusions based on that, like word by word, like uh, saying, uh, like adding words that are most probable next word. Like, because as you know, uh, AI GPT uh, like defines word by word. So it doesn't know like the whole, what it will write when it starts to write. It's like a human, when we're writing a sentence, we're starting with one word, then the other, and then the third one, the fourth one. We don't have the whole concept of the article in our head, and we're just not writing because we are writing as we go. So this is like very, very similar. But so if it's not a search engine, so how can we use it? We have to define and give context, as much context as possible. But like when I say context, I say like large amounts of context because uh, it can read like 30 pages in a couple of seconds and drive conclusions out of that. And it can bring a lot more quality uh, from that uh, in just seconds. Like if I would compete with AI on driving conclusions from 30 pages, I would lose every single time. Like I can't do it at the speed that it does do it. So when you're writing, for example, an article, you have to add as much context as possible. This way you will reduce the hallucination. You will not have like shallow, empty content because you will give contextual data. If, even if you give, for example, 30 pages of context, it's far more contextual than the whole data set that it was trained on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, you told that it's not search engines, but, uh, you know, I use ChatGPT uh, like search engine because, uh, for example, if I search on Google, um some keywords broad keywords yeah google provides great results uh, google can learn my mind and share what i wanna find but if i need to find long questions i use ChatGPT <laughs> because this tool can reply to my questions uh faster and better because on google it takes time to find in context on uh, for example if i open a page it doesn't mean that i get the the answer to my question i need to search you know to read but ChatGPT just replies to my question directly so and uh, i think users don't care a lot about its search engine or not for example when i ask my son about searching on google uh, and he searched on TikTok, <laughs> so he, he doesn't care about Google. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, uh, we can use different methods. You can use Facebook, you can use LinkedIn uh, to search like on Google and uh, all uh, chats, uh, social media can become uh, search engines as well. It depends of format that you can use to search. And John, uh, I want to ask about creativity it's very important to be creative in marketing you can't get anything without creativity mm -hmm. uh, but when i ask chat on chat gpt uh, it's hard to get to become creative because it's the best rewriting tool rewriting not writing mm -hmm. can you tell how to become creative by using ai 
so like I think it goes back to uh, what ChatGPT is. It's a large language model. So like it drives conclusions from different things. When we're talking about creativity in a human society, the creativity comes from connecting two dots together, like two different dots, like from different things that you've learned. And these two dots like come together and you're like creative. So what you can do, you can feed uh, AI with like your mindset also like and things that you think might be creative and also add additional data on top of that. And by doing that, you're able to encourage ChatGPT to become creative. Like my future prediction, not connected to SEO, not connected to content, is that most inventions that are happening in the last 200 years were done by, by people from different like that had two special that specialized in two different niches so let's go with physics and chemistry once you once you have a person like that you're able to connect these two niches together and magic happens because they understand the world from a different perspective and they create inventions uh so like most inventions if you check like who did like an invention like it was a combination of like two different niches and right now what ChatGPT is, it's combining not even two niches together. It's not combining three niches together. It might combine like many niches together and the inventions will happen on the edges of like different uh, studies, let's say. And this is something that was never, like we were not able to do because like of the limitations of our minds. Uh, and I think there will be plenty of inventions happening because Chat GPT or other LLM doesn't matter will be able to combine different niches together, and so this is basically how I see. Like, if you provide the knowledge that is combination of you and AI, then you will create create like you will encourage creativity. Uh, I often call it cyborg method. Like, so a human and AI working together, not against each other, uh, not AI taking over your job, not like you working against uh, and fighting with AI, like work together because AI has superpowers, humans have superpowers, combining them together, like equals a lot more. So that's like uh, an amazing thing that I, I see. And coming back to one thing that you said, because you said that you're going for ChatGPT and uh, asking it like for some keywords. Uh, one thing, it, they're not keywords, they're topics. They're not keywords for one reason, because ChatGPT doesn't have the data about keywords. Keywords is a thing that has a such no, a such uh, volume. It provides you something that is logical, that might have such volume, but it doesn't have to be a keyword. And this is the risk, because when we're asking anything to ChatGPT, it will give you the most probable logical answer. But it doesn't mean that it has data to give you this logical answer. Uh, and this is the trap that we can get into. Uh, and many people get into that. Uh, so I would ch check, fact check it, if actually what ChatGPT wrote, like where is it coming from? Does it have the data to provide me this knowledge or maybe it doesn't and it just made it up. So like if you ask like a friend, uh, what are the main keywords for content marketing? They will also tell you like some kind of keywords, like from top of their head. But it doesn't mean that there are keywords that like are in your niche that they will bring traffic that have sales volume that just they just made a logical guess yeah nice nice valuable you you unhided my secrets 
know about <laughs> about AI because I usually collect data before asking uh, to generate uh, text uh, and uh, after collecting data you can ask to edit your bad copy because I'm not good writer but I can ask ChatGPT to convert my bad writing with good data to a good copy to get good results that's the best best way to do it like i'll be honest really yeah. feed chat gpt with the data uh, because it doesn't have access to it yeah yeah uh, what do you think about bart bart has data to almost what google can touch and uh, i asked on bart uh, uh, about ChatGPT, uh, why Bart is better, and um, I got the reply. <laughs> you know, what did that, you reply? <laughs> yeah, and Bart replied that uh, uh, this tool uh, uses real-time data. ChatGPT uh, uses data since 2021, if I remember correctly. But uh, uh, they updated it to 2022 January, I think. Yeah, p- p- probably yeah, because I-, I saw this message as well. But uh, Bart uses real-time data. So uh, the difference that um, ChatGPT use GPT-4, but Bart uses GPT-3.5. So uh, I think the quality is better on ChatGPT, but uh, Bart can collect this data. And I use this trick. I use Bart to collect data as well. Not only, uh, for example, if I have data on my experience, I can use. And if I need extra data, I can ask on Bart you know, to get fresh insights. Makes a lot of sense. Like the, the, the most important part is actually to find the tool uh, that you will use and it, it gives you the answer that you want. Uh, I always say a fool with a tool is still a fool. So it doesn't matter what kind of tool you're using. And if you're not using it, like the best tool in the world, you're still a fool. Like you, you, you will not gain any value out of that. Like, and I'm often a fool. Uh, because like I, I, I buy a tool and then I'm not using it and I just cancel the subscription because there's no value if I will not be using the tool. So if you think that Bart is uh, giving you better data and like, or maybe there is a combination of these two that you can work with, it, it would be good. I tried Bart for fun uh, just to check how it works. It works well, but my problem with Bart is that I don't have an API access to it. Mm-hmm. and. If I use like a large language model, I'm like using it for API, like because the things that I'm doing there are much more like comprehensive uh, and I can do much, much more things with AI when I can do it like through API. So I'm still staying with uh, uh, GPT-4 like 0.0 and about the data, like because you said that it has a cutoff like in data in 2022, it doesn't matter, like it has some cutoff in data. Uh, I really don't care because like I'm working with ChatGPT for the logical reasoning. This is why I want to work with it and I want to uh, do it because I can push in the knowledge that I want. So it knows the things that uh, I want. So like you you mentioned your brothers that are uh, tax advisors, as far as I remember. And for example, ChatGPT can do taxes for you. That's not a problem. The problem is different. If you don't provide the knowledge about the law into ChatGPT, and if you don't push in the law that is connected to what you want it to do, it will not have context. So it will give you a BS answer that makes no sense. But if you can provide it with actual law 
that it has to go through and understand like, okay, you're asking about this. So like, these are the things that I have to go through. This is how I need to count taxes. It will do it. Like that's not a problem, but you have to provide it with law. Like you can create a chat GPT lawyer, like in States, for example, that will answer, like uh, write uh, some law, uh, lawyer things like lawyer uh, emails or something with like, for example, precedence. Uh, about specific cases, but you have to put in the precedence into ChatGPT so it knows and it has context. There was a situation, I think, in states that one lawyer used ChatGPT uh, for like his case to write stuff, and ChatGPT made up like precedence. Yes, it did. It hallucinated because you just ask a simple question. You didn't provide the context. You didn't give ideas. So the whole thing with AI, in my opinion, that is happening right now is how to build large language model databases that will provide knowledge for a specific question to chat GPT uh, so it can base the answer, like taking into account this context. Uh, and I think it's in all niches, like medical, tax, uh, just name it, like content, if you provide the proper knowledge, like 30 pages of knowledge, it can go through it. Okay, like I know what you want. Like I'll just work with it. I will like take a piece of that, take a piece of this, rewrite certain things, connect it together, done. Nice. Yeah. You remind me a popular story about uh, a mother and she tried to treat her son for three years. And... Uh, they visited 17 doctors, 17 doctors gave 17 different uh, diagnoses, <laughs> you know, different treatment, uh, but uh, the kid uh, couldn't recover uh, for over three years. And that was hard for her. And she uh, signed to ChatGPT and share all data from 17 different doctors and ChatGPT found the solution, found the right treatment. And uh, this kid is fine now, you know, got this recovery, uh, the, the right treatment, because all doctors have their specialization. You know, they can see only what they know. But uh, our body is like one mechanism. And if something doesn't work, it can impact to other. Uh, parts of body so and chat gpt found the solution after learning data from 70 doctors you know impressive so basically this is like this comes to two things one thing that i've mentioned like the the finding the solution comes on edges often edges of like different niches you said like these were specialized in certain things so like if you go to a surgeon they say like cut like if uh, you will go to like somebody else like there was a like different thing uh, so this is one thing. And the other thing is that looking from medical perspective, like I'm really looking forward to medical perspective from GPT, uh, like using uh, AI LLM models, because you can give access to LLM models to history of curing millions of people. Is there any human in the world that can even go through this data? Like no freaking way. Like that's not possible. So by having... Like, first of all, like the first diagnosis and the final diagnosis, like most of doctors, let's be honest, if I go to a doctor and if he, he gives me treatment for anything, even coughing, 
do I come back to him with information? What like did it cure me or not? Or even going to this uh, sample that you you mentioned about this kid, did this woman go to every single one of these seventeen doctors to tell like, look, you didn't do anything to help me out. Like your way of treating my son was like just a waste of time, money, effort, and every, everything. So they didn't get even the feedback, probably. And you can push it into GPT. So it has the feedback. It knows the like, input. It knows the output. It can learn on like vast, more, like bigger amounts of data about like beginning and the end. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Uh... You know, I, I got the idea to ask ChatGPT about using the right channel. For example, you know, I often get the question, what to use, SEO, social media, what kind of social media, you know, yeah. like in this example, we can ask, okay, we have this date, <laughs> we have our audience, let us know. I would try it. Like, I'll be honest, I would try to, like, to, if you feed with like enough data, like to ChatGPT in a structured way that is understandable for AI, it mm -hmm. might be a good product. Like if somebody has this idea about the product that would drive conclusions out of the data, like on what to do next, go for it. Yeah, it's important in digital marketing to set up priorities when you know what you do. And I see often when, I don't know, like Jack of all trades uh, are trying to achieve everything, you know, to be successful on TikTok, in ACO, in LinkedIn. Oh no, I, I tried. By the way, I tried to repurpose content and to be successful everywhere, but my results were like five, 10 followers a day. Um, a few hundred views, nothing special. When I switched my attention to LinkedIn, I started to grow. Uh, even to repurpose content like for five minutes, uh, you can lose attention to one direction that works well. I think it's a good idea when you have resources, when you have a team. A huge team like Gary V. He has a team, you know, to repurpose content everywhere. But he started on Twitter. <laughs> so he recommends to anyone to create content everywhere. But I think it's a good idea with a team, with people who understand each specific social media. It's not only to share content. It's more about to engage with the audience. Except TikTok. On TikTok, you, you need to create just engagement content, you know, but it's important <laughs> to create it as well. <laughs> so, I open your LinkedIn profile and I see you top content marketing voice. Wow. My congratulations. Yeah. Great, Mark. And uh, I want to ask about your bio because I see you built tools from zero to customers in plus hundred countries wow can you tell how how you did it so i, I don't I, I don't think so you speak 100 languages but how you did it no no, no i don't speak 100 languages i just like uh, at the moment it doesn't matter because like there's chat gpt to translate to any language mm -hmm. uh but like uh i'm a serial entrepreneur uh like right now i'm focused on seo wind which is a tool to write ai content based on research that we do uh, but like earlier, I created a, with a couple of founders. So uh, we created a tool to test developer skills. We're one of the four biggest uh, tools like that in the world. Uh, and I was responsible. I'm a half a developer, half a marketer, half a sales guy, half a founder, like many hats. 
definitely. Uh, and I was responsible for driving revenue. Like uh, this is uh, closest to my heart, I'll be honest. Uh, but I can hack it because like I'm like really close to development and I can do a lot of POCs and do a lot of stuff to auto automate my work. Uh, so for years, like for the last 10 years, uh, I was driving traffic there. Uh, I was growing organic traffic. I had to go through the process of building content, identifying the search intent, building the content that drives traffic and brings customers. That's the most important part because building content for the sake of building content like makes no sense, like really. Uh, I wouldn't do it. And so like most of our customers were brought by organic, but my pain, my biggest pain was actually to create uh, content that nails the search intent. I was doing briefs. Uh, so like I was opening up like 20 tabs to create a brief for a specific topic, uh, checking who's doing what, like, and to identify exactly what Google thinks about the topic. Uh, using Ahrefs, SEMrush, like a lot of things. Like, so a lot of memorizing things, what's where, combining it together. And it took me like two hours to create a proper brief uh, every single time that I was doing it. Uh, and whenever I cut corners, I saw that I'm losing quality, like easy as that. Like I hated it because it was like a repetitive process. And at some point, like when we decided to go like as passive founders, uh, I and my, uh, found, like another founder, we decided to go like, okay, let's fix this problem. Let, let's create briefs that are focused on search intent. Let's bridge the gap between Ahrefs and SEMrush, which I honestly love. Like I can spend hours there. Uh, and let's find a way for content writers to nail the search intent, create outlines, create like find keywords and so on. And then we launched it in December and then ChatGPT happened like in uh, GPT-4 happened in March uh, this year. And we noticed that briefing a human and uh, prompting AI is no different. You have to put in the context and you'll get quality. If you don't put in the context, you don't, you don't get quality. And that's like how SEO Wind was born. Like we started to write articles, but we did also research uh, for humans to write briefs for humans uh, to write better content that nails the search intent, that brings quality, that creates helpful content. So this is my story. Like <laughs> I love your story. I love it. Love it. Uh, Tom, uh, can you tell about translation more? Uh, if we use ChatGPT, because uh, I see different opinions about that, uh, and um, many most people can tell it's important to edit manually if you translate. Uh, but if, if you translate to plus hundred languages, I don't know how to <laughs> to edit manually. So you need to find plus hundred uh, translators who know the topic, who can do it, and. Uh, uh, I uh, translate some projects to different languages, including Japanese, Turkish, Arabic, many different for many different countries, and it works well. I stop using translators. I stop using uh, people who can check this content because I'm not sure that these people can improve the quality. I I don't know how to check them, but. I cooperated with translators before ChatGPT, and uh, I spent so much time to find them, to uh, manage them. Uh, and I compared results after translation in ChatGPT for a few seconds and having the whole process, entire process to organize people, to manage them. And I found I get better results with ChatGPT. <laughs> so, yeah, I fired so them. 
Tell so your purpose. The, the question is, what's the goal of translation that you have? Like, uh, what do you want to use it for? I mean, like, how to translate uh, different... I mean, I mean, like, how to translate text to different languages without losing the quality and without checking manually. So, like, for example, like, if I would be translating my blog posts just to a different language, I would use AI. Either it would be ChatGPT or DeepL. It doesn't matter. Uh, but I will take into account that it will make mistakes. And to be honest, I don't care from my perspective, like, because I can swallow the like mistake if it will drive organic traffic for me. But if, for example, I would translate an offer, sales offer to many languages, then I would have a different approach because I don't want to make mistakes in the sales offer. Right, so this is why I'm asking, like, what is the like, what do you want to translate it to? But I agree with you that what I would do, for example, what I often do, I like to use ChatGPT or DeepL to translate things. I'm trying to translate back and forth, like, so basically, I'm translating with one thing, one tool, like I'm translating to like another language, and then I'm translating back to a language that I understand, and I'm like checking if it still makes sense. If it makes sense, probably the translation was good uh, because uh, this way this way I can fact check it, especially if I use two different tools. And in my opinion, if you really want to be sure that like it's top notch, unfortunately, you will have to find a human that speaks a native that speaks this language. But to just fact check it kind of, I would translate back and forth. Uh, and, and with content that you want to use just to drive organic traffic for different languages, like go for it. Like uh, sometimes you will make mistakes. The best thing, like that's a story uh, that I can share with you. Like we translated our page into a couple of languages. To be honest, I don't know what's written in different languages. And sometimes like somebody comes to like, let's say from Danish, they're telling us like coming to us, like, look what you wrote there <laughs> makes no sense. Uh, the funniest uh Funniest story was from Netherlands because we're selling briefs. We were selling briefs to write articles. And uh, somebody from Netherlands told us, like, you know what? Briefs, like how you translate it, it's pants, basically, which was like extremely funny, like from their perspective, because like we offered instead of briefs, pants. But then I told, told this guy, like, I'm doing it like this. I, I was like super honest, like what we're doing. He turned up our customer. Like, so really, you can turn every situation around. Uh, just be honest with the things that you're doing. Like, be straightforward. Like, it happens. Yeah, got it. Got it. Nice, nice. Tom, uh, you mentioned about lead generation, and I see it's a big issue with content marketing when um, companies chase volume, traffic sales i mean like not sales uh likes comments but um uh, for example once i spoke with a master who lost 400,000 traffic because google dropped his ranking positions but he didn't lose any sales and uh, i think it's important to create content for your buying journey uh to consider customers to help them because most customers don't buy from unrecognizable brands. You need to bring value first. But uh, broad topics, 
don't mean that when you have broad topics, it don't mean that you can cover by and joining. For example, if I want to get SEO, uh, it's hard. It's really hard to compete with Neil Patel, with Moas, with Ahrefs, with uh, Google itself. In the second, it doesn't mean that I can sell SEO services, you know, by having SEO in the top 10 results. So two reasons why I ignore such keywords. Uh, can you tell how to figure out before creating content that this content will help your customers who can buy in the end? Uh, I'm a big fan of a theory that I have is a theory of touch points. So basically, if you build enough touch points with your customer, like, let's say I'm here on the podcast with you, Anatoly, somebody will see me like there will be like your audience will see me like this is a touch point like that I have with them. Uh, if they will also find my website, they will find something like some things on LinkedIn. I'm getting like already like three to five touch points. Like when I will get to five, they will check out the tool like or whatever I do. They will find out like uh, what I do. And. It's kind of a game of touch points. Sometimes you're helping out luck. I would go after like big keywords to compete with Neil Patel, Acres, and so on. To be honest, I did it, and I'm not afraid with competing with them. I know that they're like a, a authority that is like high above like what I do. That's cool. Like that's really fine. I can still drive traffic from keywords that I compete with them, uh, just like at a lower rate, like less. But I can, uh, and if I can produce a lot of content that like goes uh, like is around my niche, and is well thought through because it, like it, it connotates with my tool, uh, I will do it. Like I can use AI, I can use my own tool. Like the best part, I sell a tool that creates content that nails the search intent. I can simplify it with using AI and humans combination of that, and I prefer to use my own tool. To bring organic traffic this is what i did for years right now i have a tool for that so i'm using the best thing i can do is to use my own tool to drive organic traffic and drive it at scale which is, which makes a lot of sense i don't understand all the tools that i know ai tools writing tools that don't use their own tool like if somebody can explain to me why, if I go to a blog of certain AI tool, they're not using their own tool for their own blog? Please do like find me on LinkedIn and write to me. Tell me why they're not doing it because I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it, got it. Uh, Tom, I have common questions. I often ask these questions all my speakers uh, because people want to know uh, how to avoid mistakes you know in my life i made a lot of mistakes i keep doing them and i think in marketing it's it's important to make mistakes i don't know how to go ahead without having mistakes because everyone starts with best practices generic strategies we fail i fail a lot i remember when i started press releases uh, pr LinkedIn, I failed. I failed in most of my attempts. Then when I learned how it works, I found the way now how to go ahead. Can you list mistakes that marketers can avoid? I mean, like, for example, okay, some mistakes we need to do to learn from them, to get experience, to acquire experience. But which mistakes do you think we can avoid? Uh, I mean, like to learn before doing something. 
I agree with you so much because I embrace as, uh, mistakes. Like I love doing, like making mistakes. I think it's the most important skill in marketing and probably in every job to be able to make mistakes. Because if you're doing mistakes, that means you're doing something. If you're not doing mistakes, you're not even trying. Like because it's impossible not to make mistakes. Uh, the problem that I see is doing the same mistake twice. Twice. This is the big problem that I see. If you're doing the same mistake twice, like you have a problem and you have to like find a way uh, to do it. Like not like I agree with you totally. I get, I don't have like a silver bullet that I can tell you don't do this, don't do that. Unfortunately, we as humans are built in a way that uh, we have to do our mistakes on our own. I have two kids. And I know I'm letting them do mistakes, uh, even though that I know what will happen in the moment that they will fall and they will hit their knee or they will break something. I know that I'm letting them do mistakes because we as humans, we learn best on our own mistakes. Even if I tell you or somebody something that like do it this way because it's a game changer. I had this situation so many times in my life that somebody told me something that they really believed in, like with their whole heart, like and told me like a, as a biggest secret ever, like do this, this will help you out. And it's like, really? And then two years later, there's like a light bulb over my head. Like, oh, this is what you meant. It's like, yeah. we can't like learn from like often like we will hear something but to be honest we will not hear it so do mistakes that's good to do mistakes like that means you're trying and you're testing things don't do them twice this is the the, the key part mm -hmm. yeah yeah i agree i love it love it but sometimes i can do mistakes twice <laughs> because <laughs> you know uh it's more about testing experiment you know when you uh fail and you still don't know where to go. You still don't know what to do. And we need to test more, to adapt, to experiment, to learn from mistakes and find the way where to go. There, there, is a, there is a saying that if you're doing the same thing twice and you're like expecting a different result, it's, like, it's basically a definition of insanity. So mm -hmm. this is like what I think. Like I will not do same things like over and over and again to expect different results like uh, yeah just, just improve change improve something. a little bit yeah change yeah. something like uh, yeah. and have a hypothesis like the best thing that i've learned and it took me a while is every time that i do something i have a hypothesis what will be the outcome that i want what will like how will i define success uh and if i define it in the beginning like i'm able to actually judge if something was good or bad if I don't define it and I wait till the result, I would justify the hell out of it to prove that I was right. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, it's good to have this perspective in the beginning. Like often when you do things, this is how I try to work. Awesome. Awesome. Tom, uh, I want to ask about your experience and I don't know why, but I want to quote famous uh, saying, winter is coming <laughs> yeah tom i wanna ask uh, about your experience because i usually get great results with customers who understand what i do uh, i have students in my network who are looking for ways how to learn from scratch and uh, i wanna ask you if you started today without any experience knowledge skills 
you don't know anything about content marketing you don't know anything about ai but you need to learn it you need to learn and to go ahead uh, it depends probably you wanna help uh, or create business that you have today ai tools or uh, you wanna sell this service to consult others so it doesn't matter just let us know what will you do today if you started from scratch find the mentor like i would find the mentor mentor and stick to him like i would watch him like shadow him uh, and uh, would try to talk to, to to them as much as possible i think this is the key thing that you can do uh, of course there's not many mentors that actually will be willing to help you out but if you listen to these people and you can and they let you fail uh, I think this is what I would start with. Like I, I have like a employee, for example, that is 22 years old. And to be honest, if I was as good as him, like as he is, like at 22, I would be like in a different place right now. Like, so this is so amazing. Like if a person that wants to learn, like what it what they can get out of people just like by asking questions, uh, understand that you can go to LinkedIn, for example, and you can ask anybody any question. The worst case that it can happen, like they will say like no, or they will just uh, don't answer. This is the worst case. Like so, go there, ask people questions, uh, meet them, uh, talk to them, try to ask these questions. What should I learn? Like, uh, what do you think I should go after? How should I learn about it? Like, so this is what I would do. I would find a mentor that would speed up. Uh, all the things that I did. It doesn't mean that the mentor knows everything, but like be a human, like talk to them and understand from what they're saying, like make drive conclusions. I think even if mentors are wrong, it doesn't matter because I don't think that in marketing we have right or wrong. We have no. methods that work for someone. <laughs> so <laughs> mentors can show the door that you need to open, like in metrics. You know, we, we speak about AI, so uh, it's the same. Uh, you need to open the door, but the rest depends on you. It's up to you, not of practitioners, not of mentors. You need to get ideas to understand how it works and then adapt. Because if you use totally the same in marketing, you fail. <laughs> but if you yeah, think how to improve it, how to adapt, you can get great results. And to my final question about the future, I always ask this question because I'm interested in different opinions. I'm, I'm so bad with forecast of the future. I tried to uh, play with crypto and I, I got the feeling crypto will go up, it went down. So <laughs> I, I'm okay. I, I don't lose all my money. Of course, I put just uh, my eggs to different bags <laughs> uh, and i want to ask you what kind of future will be in content marketing because we have ai today uh, probably we can see augmented reality from apple uh, i don't know about virtual reality with facebook but uh, so uh, our environment is growing fast technologies are coming fast we need to adapt to go ahead your prediction about the future so basically, like I can only say about AI, like this is something that I know, like about augmented reality uh, or like uh, whatever Facebook, like what kind of glasses they just launched. I don't know. Like it's not my niche. Like I'm too old for that. 
but like with AI, uh, I think it will grow like more into tools that will specialize in certain niche. Uh, that will, as I said, like in the beginning, that will add content and context uh, into the prompting. So we will not use ChatGPT directly. We will be using AI in a different way. ChatGPT is just like a phase. It's a chat. Like we, we, it will be nice to chat with it. Uh, but uh, there will be specialized tools. Let's go with uh, PPC. Like there's Pmax at the moment. When you go to AdWords and you create uh, an advertisement, there is like Pmax, which is basically AI that will help you out to create uh, and design uh, ads. Mainly, we, we will have like and see more and more tools that specialize in certain niche, like SEO Wind that specializes in writing content, like uh, AdWords Pmax that specializes in uh, in uh, AdWords, like that will create ads for you. You will just click one, cl you will just do one click, you will add images and it will be there. With Google, like there will be a huge change with Google uh, from the perspective of e-commerce. Uh, Google, that's my prediction, will change into Amazon, so into a marketplace. The whole cycle of sales cycle will end, begin and end in Google. So be, be, because Bard will become your best assistant, uh, that will always answer you with the best possible answer because it can only exist if it will answer with best possible answers. So you will go to Google, you will like look for like Nike shoes that are great for running or best uh, running shoes. Can you give me some examples? It will show you some examples. Then uh, you will ask like, uh, I want uh, in this and this range of uh, like uh, price range, it will show you them. And then you will ask like, where can I get them cheaper? So it has to give you like best possible answer. And the whole process will end in Google because Google will be able to pull all the data from your e-commerce website about like, uh, do you have it or you don't? Like, so I think like e-commerce from the website perspective will stop, almost stop existing. Like Google will take it over and Amazon will take it over. Like, so we will see like two Amazons there. And that will be a huge change. From content perspective, I think like we will still drive organic traffic. Oh. I love it. You know, it's unique for us because I, I asked many times this question, but yeah, you provided something different, you know, from others, you know, cool. <laughs> that is why I love uh, marketing. I love marketers, you know, who can share their predictions. We'll see. Uh, nobody can predict. Nobody the knows. Nobody knows. Yeah, like... but we can adapt. We can adapt. And marketers on TV and radio didn't lose their jobs. They adapted to digital. We, you know, I, I see when people don't understand SEO, they think like SEO can help to rank high on Google. No, SEO can help you to create high quality content, to increase website speed, to add backlinks that will bring traffic, recognition. Uh, it's not like only ranking on Google. It's the result of this job. But if you have experience to create high quality content, then you can adapt to any other channel. It doesn't matter what kind of future will be. Just adapt faster. Yeah, even in AI, only 25% of people only use AI. So you still have I think even less. I think it's 25% that actually tried it and ditched it. So like it's not, they're not using it anymore. So like even I would say like 10% probably. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> It means that you have this opportunity. If you adapt earlier than others, you can win. Tom, it's a big pleasure to get on my show. Thanks to from you. I love this experience. So fun, so valuable. 
let us know the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. So if you want to find me, like find me on LinkedIn, it's Tom Winter. Uh, you'll find me, like even though that is a common name, as Adnoli said, like winter is coming. Uh, so, and if you want to try out the tool, like SEO Win, just to see how it works, like go to seowin.io and you also can find me there. Okay, guys, you can find links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. I recommend to anyone to follow Tom because you can see a lot of valuable insights I personally follow and you need to do as well. It's a big mistake if you ignore it because Tom is top content marketing voice on LinkedIn and it's not about winter is coming it's summer you know you can warm your knowledge to get more skills and go ahead okay guys love you see you thanks for listening to this entire podcast please rank your experience in Apple Spotify Google or any other platforms that you may use also please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.